0: This is Enlightened Moment with Prophet Shepard Bushiri, a program where you will discover kingdom principles that will help you win in your everyday life through teachings that are shared clearly for your understanding. Isaiah 16 from
1: verse 1. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now look for verse 18. Now Jesus is in the church in the New Testament. What does Jesus Christ say? Now, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus now. He's reading what was written in the book of Isaiah because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, verse 19, then the Bible says, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he continues, saying what? And he closed the book. He was reading the book of Isaiah 61. After reading, he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness, and one that are the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And I said, is is not this Joseph's son? I want you to check something here. Somebody says spiritual substance. Spiritual substance. Come again, after me. Spiritual substance. Spiritual
0: substance.
1: We may have people who may say, I need a miracle. I I need financial breakthrough. I need this, I need that. What God gives a person, it's not money. He gives you a substance. Now, hear this. What is the meaning of substance, prophet? What are you trying to say? Now, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say, and I want you to get it collectively. Jesus read a scripture. And after reading Isaiah 61, verse 1, he says, boom. Boom. That's me. It's fulfilled. So Isaiah the prophet wrote this. So who was talking in Isaiah 61 verse 1? Who was talking? If, if Isaiah 61 says the spirit of the Lord is upon me, who was talking? Was it Isaiah talking or was Jesus talking in him? So there is a possibility that Jesus can be talking in a human. All right? Now, let's let's, let's not put much time there. Now, the Bible here says, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then he says, he has anointed me too. Then he begins to speak. Preaching the gospel to the poor. To heal the sick. If you read from the scriptures here, he is explaining the objectives. Why the spirit has anointed him. First and foremost, for every person here, for you to do something remarkable in the spirit or in the kingdom, there must be an anointing. But an anointing will not come upon you without objectives. Why would the anointing come upon you? He says, I am anointed because... Go back to Luke uh, uh, 1 verse 18. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Luke chapter 4 verse uh, 18. Why did the Bible say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me? It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon who? Come on, somebody answer me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon who? Me. Now, answer that. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon who? Then it gives a reason why. It says what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because... You didn't hear that. So, from the scriptural statement, there is a because. Because. So, from the, the, the statement there, because have got people who don't even know, they just think, uh, Papa, pray for me. I need money. I want to support the gospel. I want to support the gospel. Oh, we thank God for the ideology that you want to support the gospel, but I want you to understand how it works. This is how it works. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the anointing is the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? It is the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So from the scripture there, you find out that there is God's Spirit upon a person. Now, just come over here. I just want to give an example of what I'm trying to say. Okay? Now, if he stands over here like this, uh, let me get, uh, let, let me get uh, the oil. Just just give me the oil. All right? So, you find he is standing over here, and I have the oil here. So, the Bible says, so this, all right. So this is the oil. All right. Now it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now I have put upon his head. Uh, don't connect. <laughs> All right. All right. So it's, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me now i want you to watch this now it says because he so the word he is not the spirit it is now the father the reason why the father has sent his spirit upon me it is because the father has anointed me two are you there right so, the reason why the Spirit is upon him, it is because the Father has anointed, and the objectives are so clear. The reason why so many Christians are struggling, it is because they think in an old way, where God, they will make a prayer, and then God will come from heaven, and will go and sort out a problem somewhere for them. It does not work in that, in this generation. After Jesus left... This is how it works. The spirit comes upon you and there are there must be valid reasons why he must be upon you. The moment the reasons are out, the spirit too is out. So you may be a person passionate. It's okay. It's okay. Sit over there. You can be a person passionate. I want to serve God. I want to say I want to do this for the kingdom. I want to do this And when the anointing comes, so the reason why the spirit comes upon you, it is to enable you to help you. So the spirit becomes the address. Your spiritual address. Now watch this. So the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So there must be clear objectives. So Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. How? How? Didn't Jesus know the scripture? He knew it. You must understand that Jesus was a highly educated man. He was so educated. He studied the law. He was a lawyer by profession. He studied the Torah. The other word for the Torah is the law. You were not allowed to go in the synagogue and be given the Bible, which is called the Torah, which is the law. There's a difference between the Bible and the the Torah. The Bible is the New Testament. The Torah is the law. Okay? The law came with Moses. And... Grace and truth came through, came through Jesus. Now, so when you read the Bible here, you'll find out that Jesus was reading the Torah. The Torah is the law. The synagogue in those days, the setup up of governance was that the whole system of governance was being ruled by the priests, And the man of God. If you are sick, you are healed. The government would send you to a man of God to prove you are healed. This is why, when the ten lepers were healed, they were sent to a priest to check if they were really healed. Are you? Are you here? So a priest would certify you that you are healed, according to Leviticus seventeen and twenty-one. Uh, in chapter 21 as well, there's a law of cleansing. How a priest would certify you that you are healed of leprosy? So men of God had the power in their jurisdiction to, to certify you healed or not. So it's not a new thing that came with Jesus where he says, oh, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall be healed. No, we were given the power from long time ago to certify people healed now watch this now watch this so jesus would never read the bible without proper systems and structures you can check this with anywhere else whether with anyone from israel no one is allowed to read the torah if that person has not fulfilled his course. Until today, even in your country, you cannot go to read the laws, the constitution of your country. You can't read it in the court if you are not a lawyer. You must understand the law. That's when you are able to stand as a magistrate and interpret it and speak it. This is why people like Peter who the Bible says was unlearned, He was not educated. According to the book of Acts, he was not educated. You will never see him anywhere else in the Bible where he was in the synagogue, opening the Bible and preaching in the synagogues. But Paul, you will. Jesus, you will. Because they were qualified. They understood the law. They understood the Torah. Oh, Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. So you find about Paul. That he continued preaching in the synagogue because he he knew this. He, he, he was a person. He understood. He was called a rabbi. Rabbi is a person who is so educated. It's actually a, a, if you Google on internet, it will tell you that it's a person who is a lecturer. So Jesus was a lecturer. He reached the level of being a rector. Now, so Jesus finishes whatever he was studying he was schooling, whatever it was. He finishes, he understands the whole law. This is why Jesus, no one could argue with him on the issues of the law. Because he understood it. In and out. Now, I want you to see this. I want you to see this. So Jesus comes out. He has gone to school. He has studied everything else. But he never stood and said that scripture has been fulfilled today. Trust you me, he knew these objectives here. He read this scripture before. He knew it. But the day he was baptized by John, we hear the Bible saying, the Spirit came upon him. Then he knew why the Spirit came upon him. Immediately he went into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. When he came out of the fasting for 40 days straight, he was in the synagogue. Reading the Bible for the first time. Telling them that it has been fulfilled now. Why? Because he understood the reason why the anointing was coming upon him. Why the Spirit came upon him. So the reason why the Spirit comes upon you, when we pray in church, when I say, take it. Sometimes you feel it. You can feel the Holy Ghost touching you, falling under the power. Sometimes you yourself in your house, you're praying. Your hands doing vibrations. It is not just for style. He comes upon you with a reason because he has anointed you too, so you must find out the subject matter. Why am I? Why is he coming upon me? Why is he upon me? Why is he touching me? Why? So he said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me because." So, what Jesus is saying is going to do? He says he's going to heal the sick. He will preach the gospel to the poor. he's, He's not saying how would he do it. He says the only thing I know, I have the substance. And the substance is the anointing upon me. Oh, am I talking to somebody right here? So what you need most, it is not really the money. It is not really the position in your company. It is not really the job. What you need the most, it is the substance. You must value the substance. It is the substance upon you that will make you to have the money you need. It is the substance upon you that will make you have the position you need. Trust you me, I was just a young boy growing up in, in, in the small town of Mzuzu. That's it. It is what is upon me that made me to be what I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. Oh, glory be to God. It is the substance... It is the substance. So the moment I honor the substance upon myself, the moment I begin to respect that, when Jesus saw it coming upon him, he couldn't eat for 40 days. He said, this is all I was looking for. Oh, for 30 years, I couldn't start ministry because I was waiting for the substance. He said, now it's upon me. Now I can start the work. I told my mother... I told my mother before when she wanted me to perform a miracle at the wedding in Cana. I said, Woman, my time has not yet come because I was waiting for the substance. Now the substance is upon me. I will go and tell the people. He said, Now it is the time. Am I talking to somebody? Why? Right? Because the substance. So what people don't value, it is the substance upon them. This is why people are looking for money. Let me say something to you. There is no any rich. One time I spoke to my, to my wife. I said, Listen to me. God has spoken to me that our gold mine is what is upon our heads. So we are uh, talking about a mind. One, one of our minds, and we're talking about the mind, and we're talking about. And, and then God just said, No, 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 no. Your biggest mine it is the anointing. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. five days ago, I was in one of the areas here in Malawi, somewhere else. uh, Somewhere else where we went for uh, uh, doing, again, the survey for one of the mines, which we're opening there. And I was standing there like this. And the God said, don't forget, Mm -hmm. your biggest mine Mm -hmm. is upon your head. Your biggest mine is upon your head. The moment you begin to value what is on you, kuyaba atika. So for people, and so so God is shocked how you're looking for money, how you're looking for opportunities and and businesses, and you and you feel you feel down because you don't have it, and you can't respect what you is upon your head. You see what you see. You see the difference between you and 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 and. In David, in the Bible, it was that David respected what was upon him. He said to Goliath, he said, oh, who are you? Are you understanding that? And circumcised Philistine. Because in those days, circumcision was a mark. Mm -hmm. Circumcision in Old Testament was what would mark you to be identified as a child of God. In the New Testament, our mark is the anointing. Am I talking to somebody here? So, 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 David realizes: as long as we are marked, that we belong to God, nothing can stand against us. So, the reason why so many people keep on worrying and and fearing and stressing, it is not because they cannot become what they want to become. It is because they do not respect what is upon them. I'm saying this thing to you. I'm using my own example. I just told you. I grew up in a small town. I never. And you see, when I was preaching, I never thought. You know, I was just preaching because I love God. Mm-hmm. I stopped everything. Oh, I was just preaching, and God said, "What is upon you?" What is upon you? What is upon you? <laughs> it's very important. And to begin to respect it, because otherwise God is so shocked, like you are not honoring what you have. You think you think you think materials will make you more acceptable that you have certain things. You are making a big mistake god will humble you until you, you you start to realize that it is actually the holy spirit that is more important than all those contracts and all those businesses combined the holy spirit is more important this is why jesus christ said it is difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of god it is so difficult because they begin to put their value over their wealth Instead of the spirit, somebody said to me, said, God has forsaken me. I said, yeah? <laughs> He said, God has forsaken me. I said, God has forsaken you. He said, I said, how? He said, oh, nothing is moving. God has forsaken me. Yet David, when he was almost killed by King Saul, David was hiding in a cave. For three months in a cave. No food or nothing. Right there in a cave. He said, since I was born, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. What are are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are are you talking about? Uh, Nothing is moving. God has forsaken me. Somebody called David, the whole king. He is in a cave. For three months, no food, nothing. He has not seen his family, his mother, his father for years. And he is saying, since I was born, I have never seen. Hey, he knew the substance. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. You see, sometimes you you, you think your problem is too much. Look look at your problem. Look look at me here. I'm standing right here. I've been through a lot. And I'm standing and I'm telling you, I just lost my child a few months ago. And I'm telling you, I have never seen a righteous man forsaken. Never. Not on this earth. Never. You see, why? Because I understand what is upon me. I care nothing but the anointing upon me. I value that. So when God gives you something, he, will not, he knows it. Trust you, no matter how you want. you want. You want money? You want a business? God will never give you those things. He'll give you the anointing. He'll give you the substance. It is that substance that will attract the business. It is that substance that will attract the money you need. But you must respect that substance upon you. The moment you begin to respect that substance upon you, it is how that substance will attract things around you and they'll come to your direction. I'm preaching to you by experience. Now, somebody says, spiritual substance. Say it again. Come on. Says spiritual substance.
0: Spiritual
1: substance. <laughs> Say it again. Say spiritual substance. spiritual
0: substance.
1: So what has God give you? He does not give you. Oh prophet. I am praying. I'm I'm looking for for a baby. <laughs> Begin to respect the anointing upon you. Hey. What happens? Somebody says prophet. For example my son over here he was testifying about four four years they didn't have a child and after prayer they have a child all right what happens when i touch a person they come to international visitors <clears throat> I've, I've come to international visitor papa just touched me and immediately hallelujah, hallelujah. their contract came do you know what do you, do you know what happens the reason why i touch a person is so simple I just leave the substance. I know for a fact. The moment I touch you. The moment I touch you. I have left. Even if I go. That substance on you. Will begin to go. Call a contract for you. The substance. The Holy Spirit. The anointing. Will begin to Whatsoever, but, oh, me, I was like this. And this thing happened. It is the substance. So we have got the people who, they receive the anointing, and they don't know how to grow in the anointing. As I said yesterday, how do you grow in the anointing? It is you growing in the knowledge and in grace. The anointing will never grow on you. It is you who can grow in the knowledge of the anointing. It is you who can grow in the grace of that anointing. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I, I saw somebody saying to me, Oh Prophet, I have a, a big project. Do you know the meaning of a big project? It the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Do you just you telling me you have got a big project? Do you know what that means to you? It means you have so much rec- you, need, you need to sit under the grace. Yes, so much. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If there is a giver, you, it must be you. Yes, if you have to be faithful in tithing, it has to be you. Yes, if it has to be pray for me frequently, it has to be you. Yes, to him who much is given. Much is required. Heaven is expecting you to do much. And I, oh, Papa, it's a big project. Oh my God, it's a. It's two billion dollars. It's not moving. You think things like two billion dollars can just move like that? <laughs> Go and ask. Not even a government can move that amount of money easily. To whom much is given. So what God will give you? It is nothing. It is what? The substance. And what is the substance? The anointing. Now let's check in Isaiah 60 verse 1. What is the Bible saying? Let's look at the substance. How does it work? Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the groan of the Lord is risen. Way, way. Answer the question, where? Upon thee. upon thee. Now, what is it that it is upon a person? What is that glory upon a person? The substance. The substance. And what do we call it? The anointing. the anointing. It says, rise, shine. It says, then there's a reason why you must, you must rise. There is a reason why you must shine. It says, because your light is come. Your light is come. And the glory is risen upon thee. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right this place, right? Somebody said tonight I will rise. I, will rise. Say, I, have I have a reason why. I have the anointing, have the anointing upon, me. upon me. Now, watch the scripture uh, from 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 the, from, from there. Um, it says what it says for behold. The darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord, that's the anointing, shall arise upon, upon, upon. That's the anointing. Oh my God. And his glory shall be seen. Where? Upon Upon thee. What will begin to happen when the substance comes upon you? Verse 3. What will begin to happen? What will the glory begin to do? And the Gentiles shall come to your light. That's how money comes. You didn't hear that. That's how money comes. And what shall happen? And the king shall come to the brightness of thy rising. Ah, You are not understanding this at all. No, no, no. You are not understanding this at all. How How many are getting it? 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 So, what, what you need right now? Is it really money? No. Is it a business? No. What do you need? The substance. It is the substance that will attract kings, it is the substance that will attract Gentiles. Am I talking to someone right here? Oh, you're not understanding this. Koyaba pradiga. Likia Basanta Kapaya. Verse 4. Then he says to men of God and women of God, He says, When this thing comes upon you, lift up your eyes around about and see. Oh, they gather themselves together. It's, it's not saying you shall, gather, you shall gather them. People shall gather themselves together. And say, Papa, we are here. Preach to us. I'm struggling in the ministry. Remember the substance upon you. Yes. You will never struggle. Yes. He says they shall gather themselves. Yes. I was coming from the prayer mountain uh, in the morning. And Prophet Harris is like, oh, the place is already full. I said they shall gather themselves. We never went to house. say, Hey, hey let's go to church on a point." No, <laughs> they shall gather themselves. <laughs> One time I told you, I was in South Korea. I know nobody there. They don't even hear English. They know nothing about our our services on internet or on prophetic channel because they don't understand English. And I'm like, what's going to happen? I went for the first time to see the venue, the venue, huge venue. I said, so who's going to come here tomorrow? Who's going to come here? Then the Holy Spirit said, they shall gather themselves together. The place was packed. There was no space. Packed. Somebody said, there's substance upon me. Substance upon me. <laughs> and that's it. All you need is that. It says, look around. Now, Look at the scripture. It says what? It says, lift up thy eyes round about and see. All oh, they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Why? Because something is on your head. It says, the glory is upon thee. It says what? They come uh, uh, to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nest at thy side. Thy sons shall come from far. You ask here. Oh, just. just. (laughs) Oh, let me just ask a question. Where are you from? Kenya. I'm from Kenya. I'm from France. France? Yes. Uganda. Uganda. I'm still, I'm still asking questions here. South Africa. Nepal. Nepal. America. America. <laughs> it says, look around. They shall come. <laughs> <laughs> is this not fulfilled? What are they looking for? <laughs> Something upon thee. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come from far. He says, "They will not look for your money. They will not look for nothing. All they'll look for is the glory that is upon thee." So when you hear me every time say, "Take anointing oil, anoint your head," I sometimes think they are. Appara- it might be even they have reached the level of doing it because we do it like a taboo. I am not superstitious. Trust me, the last person in this world could be me. I don't believe in taboos. But I believe in the ways of God. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I said take anointing, anoint your head. You see, there are people who just do it in church. Mm -hmm. They don't even know that these things they are not taboos. We are not being silly. All we are trying to do is to activate the substance upon you. To activate the substance upon I know for sure yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I said, take the anointing oil, anoint your head. You see, just pull it up. That like, oh, this it's this oil that I'm putting on my head that's going to wake a wonder. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I know what I'm talking about. Now, watch this. I want to tell you something here. If you go to my prayer room, in my house, I have a prayer room in my house. The only thing you find there most, 90%, is oil. You're going to find any type of oil in my room. Miracle oil, Lion of Judah, Feva, any type of oil. It's up to me. Which one must I use today? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> what am I looking? What am, what, what is it we're doing? Now, watch this. Now, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The glory. Now, it says, When this is upon thee, in verse 2, it says, What? For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon this anointing, and his glory shall be seen upon thee the reason why people they, they want to see God's glory they want to see uh, 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 we will never see God's glory upon you if you can't see your own anointing upon you <laughs> then he says look around all oh, this say the Gentiles shall come kings will come it says even people shall come from far the most interesting part okay is verse 5 it says what now, give me in NIV that part. I like it in, in, in NIV. It says, then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with the joy. You see, not stress like when you go to hospital and the doctor says, oh, your heart is swelling because you are stressing. He says, it shall swell with joy. It says, it shall throb and swell with the joy. Then he says, "What the wealth on the seas will be brought to you. Not that you will be looking for it; will be brought." Somebody say, Anointing come, upon me now. "Anointing come upon me now." I want you to say with emphasis, as if you are you are you you are tired of suffering. Say, "Anointing come upon me now." Anointing come upon me now. Oh my God! It says. The wealth on the seas shall come to you it shall be brought to you now go back to scripture it says it says the worth on the seas will be brought to you to you the riches of the nations will come but are you, are you, are you seeing? So people be unequoting this scripture. Oh, Lord God, your word says the riches to me will come. Oh, Lord, let those riches begin to come now. God is like, hey, you must understand how I do it. You must respect what I put on your head. I must put something on you, and you must respect it. And the moment you honor that I put upon you, it is that thing that is upon you that shall make money come, shall make Gentiles come, shall make kings come, shall make this one. It is what God puts upon a man that shall make people honor that person. Now, I want to say this I come from a village. And it happens that uh, one of my uncles, my direct uncle, is a chief. And and in that village, we respect so much culture that when a chief is coming in front of you, you don't just come and just come across him like that. You have to move some steps away and kneel down him to pass i think in other african countries it is the same culture now watch this but you will not know he's a chief or he's a king if he is just moving without a symbol on his head there is a particular cloth that he wears on his head that will make you realize he is the chief so when he's walking like this I, 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 I'm lucky because he's my uncle, but if he's not my uncle, how would I know him? There must be something on his head. This is why God decided to put something on your head so that when you are moving, oh, you, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. When demons look at you, when failure looks at you, uh, I'm telling somebody here and they say uh, they have to move some steps far away and they say and bow to fulfill the scripture, every knee and every tongue. So when he's, when he's passing, uh, are, are, you, are you here? We, and, and he, now he, he, he's passing. But you must understand something here. What is making all of us do that in the whole village is because somebody has a symbol on his head. Come on, somebody says, I have a symbol on my head. But the moment he will not respect that symbol, even the people in town, in the village, they will not respect you. No, I'm saying the truth to you. So first, that king must respect his authority. If he will not do that, even the people will not respect him. If he will not recognize who he is, nobody will. People actually will even slap him. So there are people who are being slapped by demons. Because they don't even know who they are. I'm talking to somebody here, right? Yes. Say, I hear, you, prophet. I hear you, prophet. No, no, no. Somebody say, I hear, you, I hear you, prophet. I can't hear you. Say say louder. Say, I hear you, prophet. I hear you, prophet. Isaiah 55, verse 12. It says, even trees, when you are, you see, when you are anointed, even trees will clap hands. Not only people. The Bible says, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into a song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Can you imagine when you are arriving, trees like, yeah. Are you following? But as we speak now, let me just... Quickly, I'll show you another, uh, uh, quickly, that, what, what the Bible is saying. Now, so when you check here from verse 6, all right, on NIV, it says what? It says, on Isaiah 60, please, we are soon Isaiah 60, verse 6, Isaiah says, Heads of camels will cover your land, young camels or Median." And Ephah and all from Sheba will come bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Are you, are you understanding that actually, immediately a person is entering into uh, uh, um, uh, businesses of God? He's entering into dealing with the precious minerals. Yes. He says, All this will begin to happen. He says, Do you know why? He says, Because something is upon your head. And Jesus comes, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me too. So I have objectives. These objectives I have. This is the reason I have this spirit. What are the objectives in your life? What do you have? What are the, uh, the, the, the because of your assignment? You need something to happen to you? Why? That's the first question. Oh, I want to prophesy. I want to I do this. The question is so simple. Why? Oh, because I admire how, how how major one does it. When he says, Can I prophesy? <laughs> then he moves two steps. There is like I'm in this, I'm in this room. I am moving like that. <laughs> Wrong objective. <laughs> Wrong objective. Wrong objective. So it is what is upon you, it will not come on you until there are reasons. I want the money. You want the money for what? What are the reasons? One of the reasons why you want the money. What are the reasons? Oh, because I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do uh, for the ministry. I wanna do that. I wanna do that for the ministry. I wanna do this. I wanna do. Okay, thank God. immediately papa, me, papa. Somebody came to me like, papa, me. I just now look at people now, when they're telling me, like, me, when I, my father, me. I just look at people now. I just say in my heart, I say, don't know that money can corrupt. Mm -hmm. People. How many people have you heard here testifying of billions? Where do they go? (laughs) After giving a testimony, where do they go? Where did they go? The check still remains unsponsored highly. People are still sponsored again the same people. Same people. One of my sons that I know, I prayed for him. And now he's very rich. Very, very we we're talking about him this morning. Very rich. Very rich. Now he says we don't understand how his office, how busy it makes him. Say, hey, so, hey when, when, when are you coming to church? Ah, uh, Papa, you don't understand, Papa. Papa, you don't. I don't understand now. I don't understand. It <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. In this conference room, everybody is like me, my father. Pray for me, you will see. We don't want to. We will. We want to see it now. <laughs> like me, ah, my father. Oh, ah, there was a. Uh, uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> one son. Is he said, my father, me half. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> he, he was. I'm telling you. He said half of the money. Just give me a number here. Just to give me like a number. And I gave him. Did we see the half? Not even the quarter. <laughs> he even divorced. I'm telling you. He even divorced. He he moved. He went he went to Barbados with the prostitutes. His wife came. Oh my father. I uh, am my husband. I said, but are you not the one I told you? I'm uh, yeah. uh, my husband. I don't know what has entered him. La, 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 la. Two years later, the man was in church again on, on the International Visitors. I said, what should I pray for you? Uh, uh. What should I pray for you? I even forgot about him. He grabs my hand. <laughs> he said, uh, forgive me. I said, forgive you for what? He said, uh, uh, this happened. Now, now I want to go back to my wife. Uh, and then a woman next to him began to cry. Like, that's, that's the guy. I don't want him. This man, I don't want him. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. So there must be an objective, clear objective. I want to be into real estate. All that is on Isaiah 60. It says things will come. Real estate will come. God will come. This will come. Begin to respect and honor the substance upon you. The anointing upon you. Jesus said, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because 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 he has anointed me to just the word anointed. That's what the Bible in the book of 1 John chapter 2, 27. It says what? It says when the anointing comes upon you, the anointing shall teach you all things. You will not need anyone to teach you the anointing. The anointing will teach you. The anointing is a magnet. Is the magnet. People think When you have anointings for ministry, it's not for ministry. Anointing is not for ministry. Anointing is not for ministry. People think anointing is for ministry. It's not for ministry. It's not for ministry. What do you think made people to come to Jesus? Every country I've got, uh, there's a person who is the head of uh, the tax revenue authority. In every country, there is the head who is appointed most of the times by the president, who is the head of the tax revenue authority, the whole country. Try to find one in your country and, and go to him and say, follow me. Unless <laughs> he will follow you. Jesus went to one and he said, follow. Just like that, follow me. Yes. The man began to follow. What is that? What is that? The man left his family. He left a job, resigned. What, what do you think that is? You go, you go to, to, to try to, go, go, go on the sea, find the fishermen, find one like Peter, and go there and say, "From now you shall be a fisher of men, follow me. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Who follow you? Who follow you? Jesus made a guy who was the head of of tax revenue authority, the whole Israel, resign. He lost his job. And he followed Jesus because the spirit of God was upon him. There was one man, you see, in the Bible, there are different people. There are Sadducees, uh, 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 there are Pharisees, okay. Then there are Zealots. There was one Zealot who said, "No, no, 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 no." Me, his name was called Philip. Me, I can never believe in him. You, you are believing in a man. He was shouting at his brother. You, you, you are believing at a man. He said, "Yeah." I said. Go and show me that man you are believing. The moment he just came closer to Jesus. Jesus said, Hey, can I prophesy? He said, I saw you under the fig tree. In Luke 18, verse 28. Alright? In Luke at verse 28. He said, I saw you. Alright? Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. Peter told Jesus, we have left all we had to follow you. We have left. Philip. Philip said, me, I cannot do it. Philip just arrived like this. Jesus said, you are a true Jew. In you, there is no lie. He's like, well, how, did, uh, how did you know? <laughs> he said, how did you know? Do you know? Do you know why that was a big deal? Do you know why it was a deep prophecy? Telling a person that you were a true Jew. Do you know why? Because the word Philip, is not a Jewish name. Do you understand me? It is a name for borrowed names from, from Rome. Okay? The, the name Peter. For example, the name Peter, it is the word Petros it is, it is, or Petra. It is, it is not a Greek, I mean, it's not an, uh, a Hebrew word. It is a Greek word. Look, it's not a Hebrew word. So how did Jesus, and in those days, there was a revolution. And there was a belt of revolution that came from Rome to, to Israel. And there was a lot of development. So there were Romans in Israel and there were Greeks in Israel. So it was just a mixture of different races. So for you to identify that this one is a real Jew, it was not easy. More especially when your name is not Jewish. Then Jesus calls your name which is not Jewish and tells you that you are a true Jew. Then the man said, but how did he know? I have a name from Rome. And I am really a Jew. How did he know? As he's asking that, Jesus said, I saw you when you were sitting under fig tree. He said, "No. you know what? <laughs> I'll, follow I'll follow you. What made people follow Jesus was not just of the teachings. It is because substance. Substance. Try to preach you. And let's see if the modern Nicodemuses will come to your house. Do you know who Nicodemus was? He was not just a mere man. He was a great man. Now, any person who is ready for the spirit of the Lord today, anyone else who says, prophet, I need this substance upon me. I need what can attract the anointing. To come upon me. I want to see. I want to see a hand up. One can attract anything. The anointing. That can attract anything for me. I want their substance to come upon me tonight. And I know I have the anointing. I know I have the anointing. But I want the knowledge. I want to know much. To have confidence. To have the, the anointing upon me. Can you stand up, everybody, wherever you are? It's an anointing moment. It's an anointing moment. Raise your hands up. Raise your hands to God and speak to God. Speak the Holy Spirit. Come upon me, Holy Spirit. Anoint me, anoint me, anoint me with your spirit once again. And let me know the reasons why. Let me know the reasons why you're anointing me tonight. Let me know the reasons why you're anointing me tonight. Make that prayer, make that prayer. Help me, oh Lord, to know the reasons why. Make a prayer, make a prayer, make a prayer.
0: Anointing for